here we are. Welcome to our first episode of Reversing Course, our podcast about the Wakanda Course Restoration. We are excited to get this started. We are on the eve of breaking ground at Wakanda. And I'm Rianne Kinney. I'm the general manager here at Wakanda Club. And I have here with me our golf course superintendent, Dane Wilson, and our director of golf, Aaron Kruger. Welcome, gentlemen. Thank you, Rianne. Thank you. Are we ready for this? Absolutely. Yeah. The podcast or the restoration? The, all of it. All of it, yes. <laughs> yes, I think we're I think we're ready. We're gonna we're gonna break ground this week on uh, what will be a historical moment for this club. And um, I think us as a team, uh, we're excited and we've worked hard to build this team and to ensure that we're, uh, we have the right team in place and to make sure that we are ready for, for the future of Wakanda. So let's, uh, let's talk about it. Um, how we got here. What, what, we went through a lot to get here. We started this process. We started dreaming about this. Let's see, I came to Wakanda in 2019 uh, in the middle of the year started dreaming about this process maybe sometime in 2020 maybe they were you know crazy dreams maybe it's covid i don't know maybe i had covid covid fever dreaming <laughs> but uh we uh started dreaming about it and uh started thinking about how we can make this club better and and what parts of this club have the potential to be better because this is a great club and we just needed to to get some rejuvenation in it right yeah. So Aaron, you and I mm-hmm. started dreaming, yeah. right? Yeah. And then Dane, you came on uh, in Mar- March. March of 2021. Right. And you started, you know, jumping in on the dream. So tell us, uh, Dane, when you first got here, what you kind of started seeing and what you started thinking. I think the biggest thing, you know, especially as you start, is just diving in and understanding what you have at the moment. And so everything at the beginning was just um, learning, you know, how the course reacts, the irrigation system, um, especially with starting and then 90 days later hosting a tournament, things were quite hectic. But, you know, with the first understanding of the golf course and then from there taking a step back to seeing what we actually have. And so in terms of the grass bunkers that were still remain remaining on the golf course as you know hidden by trees albeit, but it was it was interesting to see those features still there, you know, cuz a lot of golf courses could have bulldozed those out and created something completely yeah. mm-hmm. different. Yeah. So we started we started looking at like what could it be? And um, Aaron, you and I met with a uh, uh, golf course architect, uh, Tyler Ray, yeah. um, for the first time in November of 2020. Yeah. Um, and and ha- and watched the whole course. So tell us about a little bit about that. Yeah, actually, back up a month prior. Um, it's funny you mentioned COVID and and dreaming about this. Uh, we had a uh, greens committee meeting that October, and the whole greens committee meeting focused on the SWOT analysis of the golf course and so the entire greens committee kind of sat down and went through strengths weaknesses and and um, etc and um, I was actually sick with COVID during that meeting and, mm-hmm. and so tying that together um, thanks for the memory there yeah but <laughs> no that, that kind of sparked um, us to even think a little bit deeper about like getting the memberships um, 
point of view from that Greens Committee of seeing what they've seen and noticed. And then also sharing some of our kind of behind the scenes knowledge with them. Um, so I think that was a really important exercise. And then just a few weeks later, we had Tyler Ray. Um, it was kind of he was a, it passing was a, through town it, yeah, because he was going dance. to see yeah he was going to see Cedar Rapids Country Club. He contacted us and said, "Hey, I'm I'm coming to Iowa. I'd love to see Wakanda Club again. I've, I've walked it before, um, you know." And we we had him out for the entire day. We walked 18 holes with him and took great notes. And our board a, president at the time, absolutely. Yeah. And so um, so that process really opened our eyes to a lot of different things of the potential of this golf course that. We had somewhat seen, but as an architect's point of view, really opened our eyes and brought that to light. Um, I think the biggest thing that stood out to me is we talked to him, I think we we're over by hole number six, and we said we're landlocked, you know, we're, we're a tight-knit space. Um, and he said, you're not landlocked, you've just pushed yourself to the perimeter. You've got all sorts of room on the interior to, to spread out. And I think that was kind of an aha moment mm -hmm. uh, for me and for us to say, you know what, you're right. We're, we're misutilizing our space. There's there's a lot of things that have um, changed over time with this golf course. And, and how can we get those back? And that's really kind of been, the, I think, the starting point to all of this. And um, it's really kind of cool to look back and see from and now where we are today yeah. on the eve of this project. Yeah. So it hasn't necessarily been a straight line uh, in <laughs> no, putting this together. But our next our next part of that then, we went from there to our vision, mm -hmm. the V word. Uh, we, we started the vision process. And so that, that was kicked off in 2020. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And um, we had, I think we had 64 members, 70 members uh, involved in that process. We uh, did complete SWOT analysis of the entire club. Uh, the, the course included, of course, but the uh, clubhouse, the member experience, everything. Uh, we took a deep dive with our members into every aspect of the club. And we found what we were doing well and what we could do better, mm -hmm. and where we had opportunities, obviously, with the SWOT analysis. Um, and we figured out that there were some things that, that needed some some immediate attention, and um, and not some of them not by choice, but some of them certainly would be by choice. We then ended up breaking our vision committee into three different sections. One was for the golf course, one was for the clubhouse, and one was for the member experience. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, and so we created subsets, smaller subsets of the larger group uh, to, to take us forward with those specific areas. Um, and so on the golf course side specifically, we had a committee that was uh, chaired by uh, one of our members, Greg Whitkey, um, who chaired that committee. And uh, we defined what, what our goals were. And number one thing by not choice was, as Dane mentioned briefly, was the irrigation system. Um, that, that had been glaring at us for a long time. Yeah. Um, I think when I started in 2019, my first Greens Committee meeting was about the irrigation. Yeah. Uh, and so it was, it was very, that was not news to us. We, right. knew, we knew we needed that. Along with this whole thing, just to step back just a tiny bit, we did a complete capital reserve study of the entire club. Yep. Uh, we enlisted club benchmarking. We had them come and do a capital reserve study. We learned a lot about the club. 
and our members learned a lot about the club as well doing that uh, study. Uh, but on the golf course side, we had this irrigation problem, right? Uh, it was installed in... 1990, between 1996 and 97. Yeah. So we knew that this was, this was happening. Now, we had all these other items that we had identified on the golf course as well. Playability, um, other infrastructure items we needed to address. Um, and we knew that... I have a lot of meetings coming up, obviously. <laughs> uh, all the time. Uh, so we knew that, that we had to address these other items as well. So in that, in that same way, we were looking at irrigation. How do we address these other items as well? Um, items that were coming up on our capital reserve study, right? So we yeah. said... Yeah, especially on the golf course, a lot of items that were coming to the end of their useful life. Right. Our bunkers were at 10 years. Our irrigation was at 30 years. Our, you know, tees we hadn't leveled in, I don't we who knows how Tees just had a various degree of, you know, one of needing leveling or two of just general construction using straight sand and a lot of issues and resources needed to keep those moving forward. Right. What other, what other items did we identify then as well in that, pro in that study? We had drainage. Well, yes. I mean, drainage is inevitably just a part of anything moving forward and just always constantly evaluating that. But, and on our know, property specifically. On our property specifically, in the way that the terrain is uh, formed, you know, we get a lot of water running all over the place and or settling in low areas. And so even still, some of those... Um, some of those drainage areas that were installed, they were beginning to fail or, um, you know, from a number of reasons. But um, reviewing that, um, and then in terms of the irrigation system, even still with the vision process, we're always trying to figure out how we can improve things. So, I mean, on our end, just to continue that system to the best of its ability, we kind of uh, eliminated the communication wire and installed new satellites um, continuously made repairs, especially with a lot of fittings and bell ends failing or pushing out. Um, bunkers, as you mentioned, uh, one, you know, from a simple standpoint, needed more sand, but at the same time, liner that was either ripped out previously or missing or poking out, staples pushing out, uh, and then the general contamination of the sand as it stands as well. Right, so we had this we had this capital reserve study that kind of backed up what we already do, mm -hmm. that we were gonna have a bunch of expenses coming up over the you know the next, almost immediate. And yeah, and to some degree too, they're all hitting at the same time. Right, right. And so fortunately we've had a good equipment plan in place here. So we, that, that's, that's good and wonderful and you know, previous, we, we've been really fortunate to have that plan in place. Um, but we had a lot of things coming that were staring us straight in the face that were going to need to be addressed yeah. regardless. And I would think another thing to add into that would be our tree, um, our tree plan, just, just general tree health and tree maintenance. Um, backing up even just before fall of 2022, August of 22 was the derecho where right. we lost 60 trees um, all over the property. And while we cleaned those up and, and it kind of exposed some of our um, unhealthy trees. It also left some of the trees that were remaining damaged right. that we still had to address. And so um, I think that that event um, also played into some of this as well, because once once those trees were gone, we started to see the turf health underneath 
where those trees were and, and those 60 trees start to improve. Yeah. Just kind of went into to this. So I think trees were also a part of this. Yeah. And then what about, and so then as we looked at this and we said, okay, we, we have a lot of expenses on the infrastructure coming up on this golf yeah. course yeah. Um, that are immediate. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we looked at the, the clubhouse too. Of course, we did a huge study on the clubhouse, which we're still um, studying and still trying to figure out what our, what our game plan for that is. Um, but you know, the golf course, we, we just, we were, we were out of time mm-hmm. on that. But so we knew that we, 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 our vision committee, we uncovered that we knew that. What about the playability? As we started looking at that, what did, what did we want to do there? Yeah. And, and so that's part two of that vision process is you identify like, what are your immediate needs? What we just talked about with, with those infrastructures, but you also say, what do we want this place to become? Yeah. And what's our, what's our vision? Sure. What's our dream? Like, um, and so we start to see, go down the same path. Like instead of doing a capital reserve study, we started looking at the golf course and then doing research on what other golden age golf courses were. You, you had a great benchmark or a great roadmap of Davenport Country Club, Cedar Rapids Country Club, other golden age architecture that have done restorations and recaptured some of those important architectural features with great success, um, not only in playability and membership enjoyment, but but national recognition in, in rankings. Um, the more we start to uncover, you start to look at the way this golf course has evolved and changed over the years. It's, it's really lost a lot of its luster in, in what Langford and Moreau put into this golf course 100 years ago. Um, well, and to some degree, really too, some degree, too, the work that they did in 2008 you basically created two different personalities within the same property, mm-hmm. you know, because you had, you know, the work that was done by Roger Woolwich in 2008, but then you still had the features left over from Langford and Monroe. So you basically had right. a Jekyll and Hyde situation. Yeah. Kind of yeah. With the, with the greens yeah. too. With the, yeah. Yeah. Then we had two different sets of greens as well. We had some push up right. and some USGA. And, and so Dane's reference to 2008 was when, um, this was before my time, but, but I, I got in 2011, still somewhat fresh. Uh, we closed a golf course um, in August, took out during a light or tree study, uh, light study, 200 some trees, regress a golf course with uh, bent grass, tees, fairways, and greens. And so, um, so we had, relatively recently taken on, taken on a infrastructure project for the golf course, um, but none of that addressed the architecture. And so, as Dane said, you've got, you've got this golden age design with a newer age, uh, Robert Trent Jones, Reese Jones, <clears throat> kind of look that didn't match, didn't, it doesn't feel right. This, the scale wasn't right in a lot of places. And so, Combine that with uh, shrinking greens, and so all of our greens have lost their shape. They've lost their size. You've lost a lot of the whole locations that I think make this place very special. Um, and and then you've got a, a golf course that's really good, but nowhere near its potential. And the more we learned about architecture, the more we saw the shortfalls that we've yeah. had, and, and we're able to kind of put those on paper. And I'll, we're going to get to probably the next part of the architects that we interviewed, but every single one of them touched on yes those details those same things mm-hmm. yeah absolutely and that's that brings us into so once we addressed what, what we needed once we knew what we needed um what we wanted yeah uh we went into the interview process we started interviewing golf course architects uh our great our golf course vision committee um and and us we started uh, doing 
those interviews. Mm -hmm. So we interviewed five architects uh, who were uh, skilled in golden age architecture. Mm -hmm. Obviously, that was our goal uh, coming out of this committee was to restore the original architectural intent. The original architectural intent uh, that was placed here by Langford and Moreau a hundred years ago. Mm -hmm. So we went through a very rigorous architect interview process and we ended up with Tyler Ray. Yeah. And, um, you know, we're excited about that. He's uh, some his portfolio includes uh, Skokie mm -hmm. and Beverly and uh, some Cedar really Rapids. Cedar Rapids. Um, and has been very successful in his uh, career run so far, and, and we're, we couldn't be more excited to work with him on this project. And I think he gets it. I think that the committee really um, recognized in his interview specifically that he's uh, very hands-on. Mm -hmm. That was very appealing to the committee, um, and that he really understood specifically Langford architecture. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, had studied it well, and 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 studied our property a lot, yeah. uh, which was very appealing to our committee, I think. Yeah, I think overall the five architects had very similar visions, but okay. Tyler's was more nuanced and detailed um, in the fact that he would be on property much more than the others. Yeah. Um, gave us a lot of comfort, and I think that's proven very well so far. Yeah. So, so after we uh, interviewed the architect and, and had that in place, um, it was time to then bring it outside of our vision committee and educate our members. Um, and as we said, this was not a, a straight line to get here. Um, we had a lot of educating to do both on our golf course and the clubhouse, um, you know, the needs and the capital reserve study. Um, but we also had to kind of change the way our members thought about the club and the way they thought about the course uh, specifically. Um, and really defining what or who we want to be. Right, right, and really following that. Um, and, you know, getting that member support and getting that the funding for the, the project, um, you know, this is, this is a bigger than this club has done, uh, I, probably since it was founded. Uh, in 1922, when a you know, group of five Des Moines residents decided they were going to start Wakanda Club and um, put their money up for it, you know, we kind of had the similar situation here this past year. And, uh, you know, we had some, some amazing members who really stepped up and, mm -hmm. and have made this happen mm -hmm. for this club. Yeah. And, and really, I think, have ensured the future yeah. of the club. Yeah. And um, this to some is, degree too, you know, history always repeats itself. It's, so it's almost like here we know, are. We're following the same way that the club started in general. Here we are again. Yeah, I mean, the the club's a historical piece of Des Moines history. Yeah. And um, and this will, you know, this will make ensure that it always will be. Yeah, it's it's really, um, I think just. Uh, I don't know what the, the right way to say this is, but the way that our members have supported this um, when we needed it and ensured that this project and the future of this club, it's it's very special. Absolutely. I think it uh, it makes all the situations from last summer and the, the process of kind of some of the pain of this project 
just all the more um, sweet. And I think it'll just, I think it's just an amazing part of the story that I think probably could dedicate an entire series of podcasts. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I can't thank them enough. And the members we have are very excited on board. It's, it's really neat to stand on the first tee and, and just hear the excitement. It feels good. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I couldn't be prouder to be here. Agreed. Right now. Agreed. Yeah. For sure. Um, so, here we are. So yeah. it begins. <laughs> and we, we that's, a, I think that that's a good summary of how we got here. Cliff's Notes Virgin. We really, it is For the sure. Cliff's Notes Virgin. We just, <laughs> yeah. we left out all the scary details, but that's okay. No. Um, we're, we're, here we are now. We're going to kick it off this, this week, and we're going to take everyone along with us. And next week, we're going to go over the master plan mm-hmm. details. Mm-hmm. We're going to get more into the details of the course, what we're planning to do, um, take everybody through an overview of that. Uh, and then we'll let everyone follow along with us as we as we go through this. I'm excited. Couldn't yeah, have a I couldn't have a better team to do it with. No, I agree. Sure.